Hey y'all, this is Courtney and Imani, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. Hey everyone, this is the Soul Sisters Podcast. If you are listening in for the first time, thank you for joining us. And you are now officially part of the SSP community, so welcome. And for those of you who have tuned in to season one and previous episodes, thank you so much for your support. We love hearing your feedback. We love seeing y'all post about the episodes. It really does mean a lot to us. So thank you. Courtney, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay um and that's that's what it is uh I can't say everything is going well because it's not uh can't say I'm in the best headspace right now because I'm not I take it uh day by day right now but I'm pushing through pushing through what have you been up to nothing same old same old just working um yeah that's pretty much so it okay um let's jump into kingdom versus culture then yeah so the the purpose of this segment is to address any hot topics um that are discussed by popular culture typically on public platforms especially on social media we get worldviews that are contrary to god's word and how he expects us to live our lives so we want to encourage one another um to be imitators of him despite what the majority thinks because living a kingdom lifestyle is contrary to culture so um this week's topic is like states opening up and people going on about life as if coronavirus isn't still going on um so culture right now the states that are opening i know georgia's opened back up i know um, north carolina has moved into like phase two um so people are going out they're going to the stores they're going to get their hair done they're going um to get their nails done and Um, it's sort of, you know, just out and about as if coronavirus isn't happening. I know, um, there's people that have had cookouts and things like that. Um, now that some of the things have lifted and, um, the restrictions aren't as heavy. Um, so that's culture kingdom. I would say kingdom would suggest, uh, wisdom in these situations only because, um, I think with, with the climate of coronavirus still happening around, you know, this country and even the world, I think practicing wisdom, having wisdom is very important how we navigate it um, and look at the rules that are being made. And um, even with things being uplifted, I think we should still um, use wisdom to the best of our abilities in um, going about our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Thoughts? I agree, obviously. Um, It's so interesting because the state that I live in, good old Texas, is one of the states that are like leading the charge and opening back up. And I I understand why the governor is doing it, get the economy rolling. I get that. Um, It's just so interesting. Like, I think the one thing that kind of caught me off guard was... Uh, the place I stay at, they opened up like the swimming pool. So and people was out and about kicking it. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for all that quite yet. Um, but those are my thoughts on it. I'm not, 
going out too, too much for real, for real. And not everything is opening back up, even though the states are allowing things to open back up. Not every store is opening back up. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's up to the discretion of, of each corporation. But yeah, that's my take on it. All right. Well, that was kingdom versus culture. Yeah. So in a continuation of just like the time we're living in, quarantine, staying at home, um, that has allowed people to mo- put more time behind the activities or the people that's important to them. I think as believers, it's something that we must take advantage of, right? This extra time that has been given to us, um, not only to do the things that the Lord has laid on our hearts, but more, most importantly, to seek him. I believe that this is a time that reveals the depths of one's relationship with God. What do I mean by that? I feel as though if you have a true relationship with God, if you are committed to developing a relationship with God, you not being able to physically go to church should not stop you from seeking him. And I think this is a time where people should sort of gut check themselves to see how they are going about developing a relationship with God. Um, And with that, there are many people who only know God as God. And what do I mean by that? I mean, they only know him as this sovereign deity who lives in heaven and rules over everything, which he is. But there are many people that have yet to experience the fullness of him. He's a multidimensional God. He's a multifaceted God. He's so many things to us. And he wants to be everything um, to us. But not everyone has experienced that quite yet. And I think this is the perfect time to have that revelation or to have um, those divine encounters with the Father. And that's what we want to talk about today. And and we'll just give some insight into our relationship with with God and and how we're going about developing that and what that means for us. So, Courtney, my question for you is, how have you gotten to know God for yourself? Yeah. um, At some point, you sort of have to stop depending on mama's and grandma's prayers for you to keep you and hold you through. And I think the older I've gotten, um, I've just sort of had to lean on God for myself and not depend on my mom's relationship with God and and to seek him um, for myself and to really, really get to know him and allowing him into the spaces of my life that like no one else knows about or um, that I'm struggling with or like even the good parts, those as well. So really just spending time with him um, reading the word, um, and experiencing him. And like I said, just seeking him and asking him to come into those places in my life. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much so it. Yeah. That I can think of right now. What about you? For me, it was a demonstration of the love of Christ. That's what opened me up to him. So it was, um, he used a vessel and I think I explained the story, um, how, it was my first encounter after leaving the Baptist church. I just had this experience at a church my parents had joined where people were genuine and people loved you and people wanted to love on you and people wanted to help you grow and develop um, in Christ, not just for the sake of religion, but wanted to push to have like a relationship. And it was through that demonstration 
of Christ's love, that's what captured me. That's what drew me in, which goes to show how important it is. Um, we're charged to be um, imitators of him. We're charged to be kingdom ambassadors, right? And so it was um, a person's specific actions that just pulled me in. And I was able to learn how to uh, hear from God for myself. I was I learned in that moment that it didn't matter um, anything that I have done, no sin that I've committed, any wrong that I've had that did not stop the father from loving me. So it was learning about his love, his unconditional love, his unfailing love. That's how I got to experience him. And, you know, that makes sense seeing how the Bible talks about how love covers a multitude of sin. Right. And um, that's in I will forever be grateful for that church and those individuals that have just poured into me and just demonstrated love of Christ. So that's how I got to get to know the God, the God, the God. Yeah, he is the God. That's how I got to get to know God. That's good. Mm -hmm. um, who or what has God been to you and how have you known him to be more than a sovereign deity? Oh, God is everything. <laughs> God is everything. Two specific things. So, as I mentioned, um, this is a difficult time for me. It's a challenging time for me. And to be completely transparent, um, I am struggling right now just to manage through the unexpected changes in my life, um, doing it alone as I'm, you know, in Texas without family close by, living by myself. It's been a challenge for me. Um thinking back and looking at my life, I don't think I've ever cried myself to sleep as many times as I've have um, in this season in comparison to the past. I don't think I've ever been this emotional before. Um, I've even experienced some feelings of like anxiety, which is not the norm for me. I've experienced some um, extreme feelings of being overwhelmed. A lot of emotions that I've had in this season has not been the norm for me. And that itself um, has made things difficult. And so we hear that, you know, God um, will give us the peace that surpasses all understanding. And I think there are many Bible verses in, in, in scripture that we hear, and it sounds good and it's true, but we have yet to experience that for ourselves. And it is in this season that I have truly experienced Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. Um, because quite frankly, I feel like I'm about to lose my mind almost every day. I feel like I'm about to lose my mind. I feel like something else is happening that I'm just not prepared for. And I can, um, I've cried about it. There have been times where I have literally yelled out, called out to God, um, just been on my face, busted and disgusted, yet right after prayer and worship, like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm good. Like, I have I have peace. I think this is the first time that I'm truly experiencing peace the way that he wants me to because there's just so much going on in my life and I am not made, able to manage it all. I've made that very clear to him and he's made that clear to me as well. So I'm experiencing his peace. Um, and I've had to remind myself that the peace that he gives us is not something that the world can give us. And even Christ says that, um, and that peace is meant to encourage us and, and strengthen us. So that's, that's one way I've experienced him in this season. 
Um, I have another way, but I wanted to give you some time to like chime in and and discuss. Oh no, that was good. I, you can go ahead with your second point. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. I just um the second way I've I've experienced God or just learned more about Him is through reading the Old Testament specifically, right? And we know God is a God of peace. God is a God of love. But then also God is a God of war. And I'm now fully understanding that. And in the term, I guess the name, uh, Jehovah Gabor, right? A mighty God, a God of war. And I'm realizing like, oh yeah, God, he, you know, when when it's time to fight, he's there and he shows up. And I know we've heard it all before. The Lord will fight your battles. Okay, I've heard it. I've even sang the song. But like now I have so much clarity on what that means and, and looking at, you know, um, King David specifically, before he went out to fight, it's the text says he inquired the Lord. He literally asked God, hey, should I go take on these people? Should I go fight these people? And God said, yeah, you go and I will put them into your hand. You will, you shall overtake them. I thought it was just so like crazy to me. Like what? This is God. Um, and even there's one instance where, um, the people of Judah, they, they're being attacked by their enemies. And the king was like, Jehoshaphat, he was like, God, I, I, I don't know what to do. Like, we don't have enough people. I don't know what to do. And so the people gathered together. They prayed, they worship. And someone prophesied and said, do not be afraid, um, for you shall take your position and you shall see the salvation of the Lord. What ended up happening was as they were going to war, as they were going to fight, they were praising, they they blew the trumpet and God wiped out their enemies before they even got there. That I was just like, whoa, and it's crazy. And not only is God um, a God of war, when it comes to our enemies, there are instances where he causes our enemies to war with us. And we see that play out in like first and second kings first and second chronicles so it was just so amazing to me how god truly shows up for his people and there are instances where we don't even have to do anything like he will literally take care of us as long as we uh, continue to rely on him so i thought that was just so like that was just man that was just great revelation for me so i'm learning different um the different you know characteristics and, and aspects of god and it's so amazing to me that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. What about you? How have you known God and how have you experienced him? Yeah. Um, like you said, God is everything. I think this week, there's, I, have a, I probably have three examples, recent examples. Um, this week, specifically Monday, um, God was really functioning as Abba Father for me. Um, like Monday night, I, w- I got really, really, really sick. Um, I was throwing up. I was like from like 1130 to like PM to like 330 AM. And my mom, usually when I'm sick, I call my mom, but it was 2 AM where she was. Um, and so I decided not to call, you know, how, um, at least for me, when, when I was sick, when I was younger, my mom would baby me. My mom would like baby me when I was sick and like make sure that I was okay and things like that. And I didn't call my mom cause it was so late, but God was functioning that way for me, um, Monday night. And I was, I was throwing up. I felt so bad. 
And I remember telling God, like, God, I feel so bad. Like, I feel so awful. And I'm like, like kneeling on in my bathroom floor. And he's like babying me. He's like, I know it's going to be okay. I know. I know. And I remember like the last time I threw up, I was like, yeah, I, it was already like three o'clock in the morning and I had been up and I was tired and I didn't feel good. And I was like, I can't do this anymore, God. And he said, I know. Take medicine because I was in that time I was I had already taken medicine earlier before I started getting sick, but I wasn't sure if, if I could take it within the timeline. And God was and I was going back and forth throughout that whole period of like, when should I take more? And at that time, at, at the end of it, God was like, go ahead and take that medicine and lay down. And I was like, you think that's going to help? <laughs> and he said, yes, it's going to help. And and I mean, I took it and I fell asleep and like I was fine. So I really was babied by God. And it was a really once I once I felt better and I was able to reflect back on it. I was like, I was really babied by God. And I thought that was really, really cool. Um, and I just felt like I had just my daddy in the bathroom with me mm-hmm. while I was while I was uh throwing up and sick and everything else. So that's how I've experienced him as Abba Father. Um I've experienced him as provider, so Jehovah Jireh. Um and and not even just in my life, but in my family's life as well. So I know um when when the stimulus checks thing came out, I, I had asked my mom, I was like, Mommy, did you claim me? She was like, I claimed you, girl. I did. And my mom didn't qualify for stimulus check. So I didn't I I didn't find a need that I needed to have it. I just was like, dang, it would be really nice if, if my mama didn't claim me because I probably could. And it wasn't like I needed it. It was just like a, a nice to have. And so at work, we have like a reward system. So um, if we do good on a project or whatever, our manager's can send us a certain amount of money to their discretion um, as, you know, reward for doing good on the project or finishing something or whatever it may be. And this month alone, I, I've received um, over the amount I would have received for st- in stimulus money and, and just bonuses. Oh, wow. And it was like, and I mean, back to back, like one week after another. And I was like, wow. what the heck? And I remember calling my mom. I was like, mommy, you would never believe this. And so just for me, um, that was really cool because, I mean, having my financial goals and my one of my financial goals was to pay off two student loans by the end of the year. I paid off my second one last week. And so like me. Praise God. Yeah. So like literally because of those bonuses or whatever, I've literally hit that financial goal. Um so early and so that was one of the things I was like God is such a provider and even um not even just in my life but my mom my mom's a speech pathologist and because they couldn't see patients my mom was furloughed for a month so she wasn't getting paid um and so when she told me that I, I was sort of panicking trying to figure out what how I could help or whatever um and just talking to my mom, she's been back at work for like two weeks now. But in that time, like no bill was laid, mortgage was paid, like, th- like nothing, nothing that no one, they didn't have to dip into savings or anything. So like everything was fine. And so just, um, 
experiencing God as Jehovah, Jehovah Jireh as a provider and, and making way out of no way and um, just coming through financially. That was that was the big one. And then the third one, uh, I don't think there's a formal term. I don't know, but I um, have experienced God as my therapist. I have a like like therapist therapist. But then um, I, I utilize God as my therapist as well. Um, I think First Peter 5, 7, cast your cares on him because he cares for you. And I found myself in worship the other day and I kept saying, you care for me, care for me. And like, I think it hit me out of the whole time I was worshiping. I think that moment hit me the hardest because the fact that he cares about every single little thing that I care about, whether it be. God, I just harvested two tomatoes and I'm just so proud of these little tomatoes or God, this project at work has overwhelmed me and I don't know if I have the capabilities to do so, to like do it well. So he cares about every little thing in between. And I think that's um, one of the ways that I've experienced him of being able to literally just tell him everything, my frustrations, my hurts, my pains, my happiness, my joys. Um, and experience him in that way. And at the same time, like my like human therapist does, when I'm feeling a certain way, I'm corrected if I'm not supposed to, like that correction comes in. It's like, well, I felt this way and I felt like this person shouldn't have done that. Well, maybe your reaction shouldn't have been the way that it was. Or like I'm getting I get that correction as well. Mm -hmm. And I know that it's because he cares for me. Um, and so. Yeah, I've experienced him in those three ways, at least recently, uh, among, you know, other things. But those are the things that have stuck out to me. But I think my favorite was just being babied by God. That was my favorite. Thinking mm. about that. That's just beautiful. I mean, those are all three beautiful to hear about. And and honestly, when I think about, um, you know, you you talking about really your mom um, and how God has made sure that they've been taken care of. It really just reminds me of like the promises that we have as believers. The Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Yeah. So some people call it favor, which, you know, it may be, but mm -hmm. for me, it's just like, Hey, this is our inheritance. This mm -hmm. is the promise. This is, this is um, a birthright when you yeah. are uh, part of the, the body of Christ, when you are part of the, the family. So that's pretty cool. And and uh, one of the things that, because I, I asked my mom, I was like, "Mommy, my mom's been a speech pathologist for like seventeen years, like, and she's always seen patients." And so I asked her, "I was like, Mommy, how do you feel? Like, like how? Like, and my mom is one of these people that doesn't sit down. So being at home for four weeks straight, I was like, she's gonna lose it. She's she's not gonna know what to do at this time. And I was like, Mommy, how do you feel? Like you're furloughed. Like you're not gonna see patients." You're not going to get paid. My mom's always been working her whole life. And she said, Courtney, she was like, surprisingly, I'm OK with it because I know um, that the, that hospital is not my source. And I was like, mm. OK, she was like, she was like the hospital. My mom works, does speech pathology for for kids at a hospital. She was like, it's not my source. So if I'm not getting paid like that, they are not my source. That paycheck is not my source. God is. So I have nothing to worry about. And my mom loved that time thinking about it now. Like my mom loved it and she didn't want to go back. <laughs> she was like, oh, this I'm living because she was taken care of and God had her and she was she was taking it all in. So, um, yeah, I, those examples are really, really 
really your examples are really good as well. Um, that peace thing is is uh, is a big one. I've experienced that on, on, in in ways I've never experienced before lately, and that's that that was a good one. Yes. So when they say the peace that surpasses all understanding, I resonate with that because I have no understanding of why things are going the way that they are in my life. I just know I'm right where he wants me to be. That gives me peace. Now, if I was out of alignment, that's one thing. But um, being in alignment and going back to your mom, you know, I think it's it's easy for us to say, oh, God, provide like when we know the check is coming. That's easy. Right. But I think he becomes Jehovah Jireh. When we don't know where the Mm -hmm. money's coming from, when we don't have a check coming in, when we're doing the calculations and stuff is not adding up, um, that is when he shows himself as Jehovah Jireh. And I love the fact that your mom acknowledged, hey, that job is not my source. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's such a um, critical thing for us to remember during this time especially those of us who have jobs because it can be yeah. taken away just like very that, quickly. Right. And even thinking about these government stimulus checks and people are saying, Oh, the government should give us more money. And mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here like, on who am I going to trust in the government? Man. For my, I, no, I'm not. That's doing so it. funny. I'm not That's so funny. Doing it. Because One, I think it's a control thing. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Two, it's just like, I don't know. It's the government. (laughs) I know someone, um, someone said, you know, like, I'm going to wait on the government to, you know, to see if they're going to forgive all the federal student loans. And I was like, I cannot sit here and wait to see if the, if the government is going to do this to like take advantage of the things God is doing for me. God has given me the means to pay off these student loans. I'm going to pay off these student loans and I am not going to wait to see if the government forgives and like, nah, yeah. Let me go ahead and pay these student loans off. Yeah. And even in that, we learn God is a jealous God. So uh, something I read when, um, so God had helped one of the kings defeat, um, you know, the Philistines. But then after God had helped him win, he made a treaty with another king to help him for another war. And God was like, now I got to turn you over to them because you depended on them instead for me. Instead mm-hmm. of me. And I thought that was just like, ah. So God wants us to depend on him for everything. Yeah. Which is another thing. So y'all don't, don't be leaning on the government. Okay. Man. Don't be leaning on the government. Don't, don't talk about them. If they, if you don't get another check, <sighs> it's going to be okay. I promise you. What advice do you have for someone who's looking to know God in a different way? Invite him into the spaces that you want him to be. Invite him to all spaces. Let's, I guess, make that clear. But if there are specific spaces that you want him to move in. So that's your finances, that's peace, joy, or like whatever it is that you want him to want to experience him in that way, invite him in. And that's something that like I've been intentional about um, in that. So I think in the example that <laughs> that. I had when I was sick and he was so easy for him to, I guess, to have that role as Abba father because I treat him like a daddy. I know like I pal, like I know like he disciplines me and he could, you know, corrects me and gives me love. And like, I, I treat him as Abba father. Mm-hmm. Uh, when things go wrong, I run to him and I'm like, daddy, you got to fix it. Cause I can't. So that's the, that's how I, I, 
I have like allowed God into that space into my life and have allowed him to have that role in my life, which I think makes it easier for um, him to operate that way. Um, and what else? It's just seek him. Like if you call on him and you seek his face, like God is not going to ignore you. Mm-hmm. So that would be another thing that I would say. Mm-hmm. What about you? For me, it's by reading his word. Um, and I know I have referenced the Bible a lot in this episode, and that's very intentional um, because I, I do not want our generation to be biblically illiterate. Um, mm. I The word says faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. It does not say faith comes by um, what you heard. It says by hearing, which lets us know that hearing God's word, reading God's word is something that has to be continuous for us to build up our faith. Um, Reading the word is how we get to know him. It's how we get to know um, his characteristics, how mm-hmm. he cares about us, um, how he'll go to war for us. And even reading about um, biblical figures in which I'm, I know we can all find someone that we resonate with. Yeah. So I know for me in this season, it's been David. And I've always been interested in David, but now I'm really studying him. I'm like, oh my gosh, you get it, David. Like, oh, David, I get why you feel this way. Um, and I think we can take those characters, not even characters, they were real people. We can take those people and understand how God operates, right? So with David, it was, hey, you keep seeking me, I'm gonna give you everything that you want and need. And he did that with all the kings. Granted, they didn't listen. And we know what happens when you're disobedient, right? That was made very clear. Um, But even looking at uh, David and even looking at Paul the Apostle, right now, this season of my life is such a struggle for me. And in the Bible, Paul describes how he went up to the third heaven, but in order to humble himself, God sent uh, a spirit to place a thorn on his side. And Paul said, I prayed three times and God said, "Uh, my grace is sufficient for you. You got it. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And Paul was so used to praying one time and God answering that prayer. But then he took and he said, oh, if I have to be weak for the strength of Christ to be demonstrated in my life, let it be. And so in this season of my life where I feel so weak, so vulnerable, like David, I feel rejected (laughs) in some capacity. Um, I feel lonely, but looking at those characters and their responses to those situations, like I'm learning how um, David the the child that um, Bathsheba was originally impregnated with, it pa- the the son passed away as soon as the son passed away. David went to go worship. That blew my mind. A lot of people would have just took the time to grieve, but David said, "Okay, let me clean myself up, anoint myself, and let me go and worship." So, looking at people's response to their hardships, or even seeing how God had blessed them, seeing the peace that they had, seeing the freedom that they live in, seeing how Christ died for us, and what that means, we don't know that unless we read His Word, which yeah, is why reading good. the Bible is so important. And quite frankly, I don't know how else you get to know who God is. I just don't. Um, And I understand, you know, we have, you know, preachers and teachers, but we have to experience him 
for ourselves to really get to know him. That was a long-winded answer to your to your question, but that's my advice. Read the word. Stay in the word. <laughs> that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think usually, and I guess I've expanded, there's no situation really that you can't find in the Bible that you can apply to your situation and see how the person reacted or how God just functioned and operated in that situation, which I think that's really um, important to to read and to hear and to know so you can apply it to your life. Mm-hmm. That's good. Anything else? Mm-mm. You sure? I see things are percolating in your mind. I, I feel like I'm trying to process, but I'm like not processing at the same time. Oh. <laughs> so no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that was a, I know that was very, is dense the right word? Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of things, but it's good. And, it, and it's a conversation that um, we need to have. Um, I don't want people to view God as some scary, sovereign deity. Now, granted, we should fear him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but not to be, um, you know, in that way. So let's go to the Bible. I can't even say it's a Bible verse. It's a passage, which is so profound. I think it's very prolific. Um, It's coming from Galatians 4, um, verses 4 through 7. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. I will say that again. God sent him to buy for us freedom who were uh by freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children and because we are his children god sent the spirit of his son into our hearts prompting us to call out abba father now you are no longer a slave but god's own child and since you are his child god has made you his heir God is more than just a supreme ruler in our lives. He's more than a sovereign deity. The text literally says once we've accepted Christ, we receive salvation, um, that God is our uh, our heavenly father. And that's what the term Abba means, father. And I want us to take hold onto that. Um, a lot of us have experienced uh, parental issues. A lot of us are going through so many different things right now, but God is um, a God who is a father that never forsakes his children. And he talks about that. Um, he's so much more than just God. He is our daddy and our the daddy that always provides and comes through uh, for his children. So I want us to take solace in the fact that we have a heavenly father um, who is constantly looking out for us, who who sees our every move, who knows the thoughts of our hearts, who wants to give us everything that we need and more. But it's so important for us to go to him and nobody else. Um, he loves us more than what our Uh, birth parents could ever love us he gives us the things that we can't find in anyone else um and there's so many promises that we have through him so be encouraged all all. that's good Mm -hmm. that's good all right i'm gonna lead us in prayer y'all dear heavenly father we thank you we thank you for being who you are we thank you that you're such a good good father we thank you um that you're jehovah jireh uh jehovah shalom god we thank you that you are all um 
all and more than we need. God, we, we thank you so much for just being who you are. I ask that you help us to learn more about you. Allow us to deep, deep dive into your word. Allow us to um, ask you to come into the places in our lives that we want you um, to just saturate yourself in. God, we, mm-hmm. we thank you that you are just showing yourself to us day in and day out. So we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. And we love you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Um, great episode. I'm glad we talked about that. Um, so as you all know, um, we're going to keep rolling out these episodes for y'all every week. So if there's a topic that you want us to discuss, go ahead and slide in our DMs or head to the Linktree link that's in our bio on Instagram. Um, also, for anyone that is graduating this year, um, submit your your lovely graduation photos give us a little bit of information so we can go ahead and celebrate y'all especially now because things are different but we want to continue to celebrate all of your accomplishments so congratulations to the class of 2020 um so until then uh we'll just talk to y'all next time bye Bye, y'all